I wish I had learned to prospect sooner. If there's anything I could have done that would have actually really helped my business, it would have been prospecting more. Learning to prospect early and often is such a big thing. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 323. And today, let's discover how to create high-ticket masterminds that people can't wait to join. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hi there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. Your host here, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier and possibility igniter for expert-based business owners. Today, we've got a special guest joining us. We're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite subjects, masterminds. I got to tell you, um, masterminding has been the ticket to my success since the very beginning. I, I actually been in masterminds since 1992. Yeah, 1992, I think. And masterminds throughout my business have been so powerful. I run masterminds. I join masterminds. Knowing how to create a mastermind is just pure gold for your business. I can't wait to share this guest with you. And, you know, along the way, one of the kind of secrets I found that help you attract high quality people for your mastermind and help you stand out with your mastermind in a market of lots of masterminds is how your authority is positioned. Now, your authority is a way of gaining an edge in your market. It really helps elevate your visibility. It also helps position your credibility and if you do not find that your best clients are recognizing you're the best expert for them quickly, chances are that you have a hidden authority barrier. Now, a hidden authority barrier actually works against you. It often is very dormant. You don't recognize it. And it causes people to not choose you and not be willing to pay you more premium rates, even though you know your value is there and you have the best solution. So let's identify if you've got a hidden barrier. Now, one of the signs you've got a hidden barrier is you're doing all the right things and you feel like you're working way too hard for way too little results. So let's figure out, do you have a hidden authority barrier? Head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz and take my brand new quiz. It'll take you less than three minutes. Uh, when you put your email in at the end, you'll be given access to some private exclusive training to help you really dig deep into what your authority positioning is and if it's aligned with the results that you want for your business. So again, head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash authority quiz. I'll also link that up in the show notes and let's get you operating as a highly paid authority. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, welcome back, Amplifiers. I'm excited to introduce our guest today, Chris Williams. We're talking about how to create high-ticket masterminds that people can't wait to join. Now, a couple of highlights on Chris. He spends most of his time raising five kids and exploring world communities. He likes adventures. And in his spare time, he's working with entrepreneurs and business experts, speakers, coaches, you know, all of us, uh, and helps them market, monetize, and lead their own high-ticket mastermind groups. So, Chris, you're in a perfect spot today. 
that's what our community wants to know about. So I'm excited to deep dive in with you. What's up all you Melanie fans? Isn't she great? Like, Melanie, thank you for doing this. And hey, you're welcome. you Melanie fans, like for real, reach out wherever you find this, this podcast and give it a five star and jot Melanie a quick note because this is a ton of work and she's truly put together amazing content on this one. I, I'm really impressed. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate you saying that. It always means a lot to me to hear from a community and other peers. Love that. Um, let's dig right in. I think we have so much to cover and we're going to hit the high notes today, but we want to also like share some of your great wisdom because I feel so honored to have you here. Um, how about start with what do you mean by a mastermind? So a mastermind is not an e-course with a Facebook group attached to it. That's an e-course with a Facebook group attached to it. <laughs> a mastermind is not a place where unfortunately, where you let a bunch of people in for $57 and it's at the end of your big like week-long summit, that's not a mastermind truly. A mastermind is a really tight-knit group of individuals who are working towards a common goal and are all extremely committed to that goal. And frequently, they will hire an expert to help guide them through the process. So, in our modern expression of that, this has been around for thousands of years from ancient China. I think the ancient Chinese leaders are the ones I read about this first on like 3,200 years ago. That's the first reference I've ever been able to find to a mastermind, not, not um, Napoleon Hill. It's really, really an old concept. But in our modern expression, we frequently find an expert, hire that expert collectively to take us through a process. The key to it working is a good expert who knows what in the world they're talking about, because you got to have direction, and a connected, committed group of individuals to collectively work together. If that connection and that commitment is not really, really strong, it doesn't work, which is why some of the lower ticket and lower cost things really aren't that same expression of a mastermind that the higher ticket ones that all these experts we know and love do, the the higher up the commitment level you go, honestly, the more successful the group. And that's a overgeneralization, but it's a it's a really data driven connection. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So I think one of the things that really sets a mastermind apart these days, especially when it's a high ticket investment, is um how you like position it, right? Like you you were talking about the quality of the people, but what about like what the mastermind's about and what you include in it? Like I think people get in their head a lot about that. Like what's your advice to someone who's creating a mastermind right now to make it something that people do want to be a part of? So again, let's go back to the people in the room. You don't have to be the host that's like the coolest person with the largest audience ever. That's not you. That's, that doesn't have to be the point of it. I'm sure not that. I, I own Group Coach Nation and we teach experts how to build masterminds. I am rarely the coolest guy in the room. I'm just a nerd. The people in the mastermind, they're the ones who make it magical. So to make that mastermind something that people are like, oh my gosh, I gotta get in Chris's mastermind. I have to do a really good job of member selection. And for all of you like listening in and like taking notes, they're like, okay, how do I build my own mastermind? You're an expert 
if you're a good communicator and you actually like can think about, I want to help people and I know how to guide them through a process, building something, fixing something in life, whatever it is, you can have a mastermind. But remember, it's not about you. It's about you being very careful and intentional about inviting the right people to be in a room together because they're going to support each other. They're going to make or break this thing for themselves. You're just leading them through the process. So it's the people in the room that make it awesome. And that is a mastermind host's primary job is getting the right people in the room. So what I'm hearing you say is it doesn't really matter so much what the mastermind like um, positioning is about like topics or themes or anything like that. It's really just about what, who you put in that room together. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the room is what matters. The first mastermind I ever joined was one um, that was hosted in Boise, Idaho at a company that's pretty big in the marketing space. And there was 50 people um, in a conference room. And I, I was like shocked that I was allowed to be in the room because these people were all just information selling geniuses. And I realized like, oh my gosh, the host of this mastermind who I'd read books and seen him speak at conferences and all that kind of stuff was really good. But he said early on, before I even joined the mastermind, like, he was like, this isn't going to be about me, Chris. It's going to be about the people in the room. Like, you're joining this for the people in the room, not me. And when I got there, they're the ones who changed my life. And I realized that's so true. They did a really good job at curating the right group. And that's what I took from that and in, in so many other lessons from that first group is like, this is really important. It's, it's how carefully I screen the people in the mastermind. It's not about can they afford it and how does my funnel work and is it is it like am I going to get the right person who can pay me even more and more? That's not it. It's is this the right person for my group? If that's the case, we'll figure everything else out. Are they ready to make a real transformation? Are they committed? Are they natural givers? Are they great communicators? Are they people that you'd want to be next door neighbors with? Those are the people you want in your mastermind. So I love that. But I think we all know there's a practical piece of that puzzle, and that is you've got to figure out the how do you attract those people? How do you find those people? How do you invite those people, a.k.a. marketing? What's mm -hmm. working right now to, to do the marketing for these high-ticket masterminds? Referrals always are the best, all right? It's our mastermind, anybody else's mastermind. Referrals are the best. Let's start there. Ask your friends, ask your colleagues, ask your friends online. Like, tell them, I'm building this mastermind. Here's what we're doing. We're going to accomplish these things. We're going to overcome these obstacles. Do you know anybody who would love to be in this or who I should at least give some information to? Referrals work the best. Okay. That aside, you're going to run out of Rolodex space eventually. That aside, it comes down to understanding your market's dreams, strains, and doubts. I know that's not a direct answer to like, well, where do I market to them? But here's what's first. You have to know what's their big goal or their big dreams. Then what are their drains and their doubts? What's keeping them from accomplishing that internally and externally? The stuff that's like, I don't have enough money. I don't understand. I don't have enough knowledge. What if the market's not right for me? All those things that keep them from accomplishing and you can help them with, understand that. That's what they need help with. And the internal stuff, the fears, the imposter syndrome that I've tried and failed too many times before. They need to hear you talk about that. So take those dreams, drains, and doubts of your market and actually go out in the marketplace, jump on social media, talk about it, do lives, be in social media groups, do direct outreach, find your ideal clients, find a hundred of them 
on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever you hang out and, and give them a connection. Like say, hey, let's connect. What's going on? Here's what I'm doing. What are you doing? Here's what I'm solving in the world. What are you solving in the world? Like make the connections happen and actually really invite people to conversations. It's shocking that if we actually show up as a real person and say, I actually care about what's going on here. How's this working or not for you? And how can I help? People are responsive to that. I didn't say go and like friend a bunch of people on LinkedIn and drop them a link to your funnel. That's not what I said. <laughs> I said, build real relationships. Think about it this way. You need 10 people to be in your first mastermind. And that would be amazing. Let's say you put five in there. That'd still be amazing. Let's say you charge 10,000 or 20,000 or 50,000. Let's go low. Let's say you only charge $10,000 for your first mastermind. That's nothing, by the way, in the mastermind space. And if you're charging 2,000, that's not a mastermind. That's what you should be pricing your e-course at. Okay, so you're gonna charge $10,000. Worst case scenario, you only get five people in there. That's $50,000. Let's say you're gonna have them in there for three months, six months, something like that. You don't have to find 2,000 people to invite and sell five of them to a mastermind. You might need to talk to 50 people. It's not that complicated. And it's the most direct path to the highest rung on the value ladder that's the most meaningful to your client and the most profitable for you. Nice. I think that's solid. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to start a mastermind this year, or even like in the next, I don't know, like 90 days, what are three things they should be doing right now this week to get going? Number one, identify who your market's going to be. Like, who are these people? Are they entrepreneurs? Great, narrow it down. Are they digital entrepreneurs? Great, a little more narrow, great. Are they digital entrepreneurs who own agencies or create content or are YouTubers or are graphic designers? Like, who are these people? Narrow it down, pick a niche, and then pick another niche inside that niche. Like, get that figured out. That's number one. Number two, know their dreams, drains, and doubts. Russell Brunson says this well. He's like, you should be able to write a page in their diary. That, that's a great expression of what are their dreams, what are their drains, what are their doubts. Know who they are, what they're trying to accomplish and what's keeping them from doing that. And then number three, prospect. It's not going to happen on its own. You will never wake up and all of a sudden realize a whole bunch of people just dropped you a DM and said, hey, I'd love to buy something from you. Do you have anything relevant for me? Oh, by the way, let me tell you all about me. It doesn't happen that way. It happens because you make it happen. So make it happen. Do you ever get those emails where somebody pitches you uh, the very thing that you already do and, and there's this whole new strategy on LinkedIn <laughs> and like cold outreach? I, I, I get those all the time and I'm thinking, this is so not where what's going to move the needle for you. Like, I think what you're sharing right now is exactly what works. <laughs> I do. And I, I actually love those. Um, I, I, what I love the most, Melanie, is the ones like if we're sending out a message to someone, a prospecting message, I think it's so fascinating that some people actually respond back to that and say one of a couple things. These are the funniest ones to me, though. Hey, that doesn't work you know, what does work is blah, 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 blah. And by the way, I don't have time for this. I'm too busy. Leave me alone. I'm thinking you just spent that, that had to have taken you 10 minutes. 
Yeah. You had time. For, you made time for that. Don't don't make time for that. You, it's okay. You can ignore me. Or they say, hey, that doesn't work. Um, and by the way, here's what does work. Do you want to join my program? And they freaking drop like a direct link to their VSL. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so impersonal. But those are like, my team and I kind of like celebrate a lot of those responses because number one, you can't get, don't, don't get down when people are negative folks. That's not a big deal. But what it is, is it's a really interesting view into the market because you're getting to like, look under the hood of someone else's marketing program. That's actually a really nice thing they just did for you. They just literally showed you their script. So read them, take notes, adopt what you want to and ditch what you don't. Yeah, that's what I do. I, 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 I giggle all the time with some of the pitches I get. The other day, you'll appreciate this one. I got a pitch from somebody saying, would you like to take Amplifier Success and build a successful podcast around it? Did you read what we do? <laughs> I'm like, where do you, what do you think Amplifier Success is? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think um, the, the intention and the strategy is really great. Like we can't be afraid to reach out and let people know, hey, I think I can do something that's gonna move the needle for you. Just gotta make sure you do your research. And you know um, what else? Let me just say this for everybody listening in too. Like you, you have to just go with it and and be a little chill with what's going to happen. Because for you to be successful and scalable enough to launch a mastermind, you're going to have to send a nice, decent number of messages to people or outreaches or whatever you want to do. Emails, whatever you want to call it, whatever your thing is, you're going to have to have the numbers game going, which means you're going to have positive, negative and neutral comments. And you're going to have those messages that hit somebody like, wait, that's exactly what I do. Why would you make me the same offer? And you just have to be like, oh my gosh, so sorry. Just roll with it because for you to achieve the numbers, you got to just be kind of loose with that and smile, laugh at yourself and move along. Yeah. Okay. So here's what's burning in my brain right now. I'd really love to hear your, your take on this. Uh, you've been in lots of masterminds. You've been hosting lots of masterminds. And I think sometimes people will join masterminds, but what do you think is that secret sauce or that special ingredients that keeps people coming back over and over to the same mastermind? Success. It's that easy. In fact, my team and I are in the middle of our quarterly planning days right now. And we track everybody's like processes they go through, anything they're doing with Group Coach Nation. And success is the thing. You can have the best community with the best people that are super nice and lots of support. But if your people aren't actually achieving the thing they wanted to achieve when they showed up, they're gonna burn out. Yep. So so we're like, like, I know marketing is a big thing for any mastermind, any product, that's marketing is a thing. But you should be focused on two things, getting, getting people into your mastermind that are the right people. That's obviously your job as a host. Once they're in there, you gotta do everything it takes to make them successful. That does not mean jumping on one-on-one -on -one calls and doing the work for them, but it does mean showing up and being in those group calls, those mastermind calls, showing up in the group chats, like however you support the community, stay with the community. That's what makes it scalable, but show up and actually be committed to helping these people win. Yeah, well said. And I, and I would say on the other end, you know, you want to attract clients and vet clients and maybe even reject clients uh, who are not action takers. Cause mm -hmm. I think the, the non-action takers are oftentimes, um, they're looking for this magic pill, which they've heard as a mastermind and 
you were talking earlier about one of the the keys is be willing to say no to the wrong people, mm-hmm. the people who aren't going to be valuable. They're not going to be able to bring it at the same level of other people. And so I guess my last question here is, what do you need to watch for that are signs of somebody that won't make a good fit in a mastermind? So for us at Group Coach Nation, I'll tell you what we look for. There's three things we look for. And I, two of them are universal, I think, from what I've seen. One of them is specific to us. We look for people who are experts at their topic, because we teach experts how to masterminds, great communicators and natural givers, all right? The natural giver, that makes people who are nice to hang out with in a group. Those are good neighbors. Great communicators is really important in a group setting. You can't have somebody who dominates or somebody who just never speaks up. They gotta kinda have that space where they can like actually hang out around a dinner table, right? Those two things I think are pretty universal. That experts, we teach experts how to build masterminds. That's our gig. You might teach um, web designers how to find web design clients. Well then fill in the first blank with web designers. That's, that's, but they still, if they're gonna be in a group coaching setting, they gotta be good communicators and natural givers or else they won't play well in the sandbox, at the playground, whatever. So you gotta make sure you have that coming through. So look for, find out what that is for you. Everybody like listen and think like, okay, here's who I would talk to. Maybe they have to be a small business owner or a founder of a franchise or someone who's interested in changing their, um, their marriage in a healthy way or someone who's interested in changing their mental health, whatever it is. Who's that person for you? Define what's gonna be the right thing for them to be part of the group and what kind of prerequisites they have to show up with as a human, for me it's experts, to take the step you're trying to help them take. Well said. Chris, this is so exciting and compelling. Like I love masterminds, as I mentioned earlier, like I've been doing them since I was 27 years old and I know how valuable they are. How can somebody get in touch with you and find out more about the work you're doing in the world? Just go to groupcoachnation.com or Google Chris Williams Group Coach Nation or Group Coach Nation or whatever. Group Coach Nation is our is our home spot. Like we have a beginner, advanced, and pro level place. Because you might be like, I think I want to start a mastermind, but I'm not even a coach yet. Cool. You're a beginner. Or yeah, I've been coaching for a while, got some awesome offers, but I want to scale this thing. You're advanced. Or I got a mastermind, had it for years. I want to like dominate this thing and get this thing really like rocking where it takes me like a day a week and it's just killing it. Awesome. You're a pro. Like find out where you are. We got information for you. You can give us your email. You don't have to give us your email. It's not that kind of website. We're just there to support the community. You can check out our reviews. We got tons of stuff for you. Cool. I love it. Groupcoachnation.com. And I will link that up on the show notes too. So if you're scrambling for a pen and you missed that, uh, no worries. Just look for the show notes wherever you are and you'll see a link to it. All right. A couple of fun questions before we wrap today. What is the boldest thing you've ever done to amplify the success of your business? Uh, that's fun. <sighs> Did not see that question coming. <laughs> I um, spent, I think, the better part of a summer several years ago dressed in a full blue like zoot suit like full-on like head-to-toe spandex suit with a cape on um just telling the story about our brand and it was extremely fun and loved every second of it so that's where uh (laughs) most fun ever uh we went all over the place doing that so that's bold and fun fun. yeah Yeah, just have fun fun. don't be don't be afraid to 
yeah, you're making you laugh, you're not doing it right, right? Yeah, let your freak flag fly, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and last question, you know, if you as you look over the last 12 to 24 months, what is one thing you wish you would have done sooner? I wish I had learned to prospect sooner. If there's anything <laughs> I could have done that would have actually really helped my business, it would have been prospecting more. Learning to prospect early and often is such a big thing. Yeah, I would agree 100%. It is a superpower and a skill. Like if you're going to have your own business, like we're all in, we're all in the business of sales, learning how to prospect market and sell is it's going to basically give you clients for life. So glad you put that one in there. Chris, thanks so much for joining me today and being such an amazing expert that we get to learn from and uh, we appreciate you in the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. Isn't she great? Like, like, and subscribe, follow, review, rate. Like this is the kind of information that Melanie puts out that more people need. And those, those reviews actually get this information in so many more people's hands. So Melanie, thank you for your work. Thank you for doing this for all of us. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. And uh, make sure you guys go check out Chris's show as well. I'll, I'll link up the episode I did with you uh, in the show oh, notes fun. and make sure everybody gets to go check it out. So bye everybody. Bye guys. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 